0: I don't remember how it hey, I normally start. I said, "This is John. Welcome to another Meat or Or just say, "Welcome to another Meat Hey guys, this is John, and welcome to another Meat Gistics episode.
1: Yeah, you definitely screwed that up. That's I don't not know the how I know intro. How to do it. Yeah,
0: I'm not sure if I do it the other way.
1: Out of like 105, 10 episodes we've done now, that's probably the first one that's going to sound awkward and different.
0: May 2020, two years ago, was our first episode. Really? Uh huh. I looked it up today because I was like. We're at 100 episodes. We've got to be over two years. Now, we missed a bunch in there. There was a while where we were not good at getting them out. But um, yeah. So we've got a uh, classic pairing here um, grilled chicken and breakfast cereal. Yeah. <laughs> as you normally would do. So let's start with the chicken. Our new Walton Zesty Citrus Garlic Moho Seasoning. Mojo. Moho mojo is the magic moho is the seasoning
1: yeah well it's magic seasoning
0: oh so you're wanting to call it mojo
1: i'm gonna call it mojo just because you call it moho and we'll i think it's gonna wins. bother you
0: no we'll see who more people call it mojo or moho
1: oh this is like the new team orange team team blue I mean,
0: not really because how are we going to find out what people are calling it when
1: they type it i don't know but i guess anybody that's capital listening-
0: j if you're wanting mojo <laughs>
1: With, lowercase. Yeah, so anybody that's listening, get, go to meetjustix.com, find the the post for this podcast, and let us know, are you saying it with a hard J yeah. or a soft
0: J? So a capital J is Mojo. The regular way is a lowercase J. So Moho. Um, but, so this came in the other day, opened it up. Uh, we'd worked on a sampling of this with Excalibur for a long time, so I was finally finally have or was happy to finally have it in label looks great seasoning tastes awesome popped a little in my mouth taste buds there's saliva from all that citrus just comes through so strong Um, but it's got a good amount of onion and garlic in it as well to help it balance out a little bit now this one's already cut open but I didn't try any of it this was for the rest of the people in the media department for them to try first I'm gonna take the end piece because I want the piece <laughs> with the most seasoning. You can have that piece.
1: I'll fix that. We'll see how that goes. Extra season mine.
2: I don't know. I, spoiler: I've already had it, so I'm I'm waiting for them to finish their chew. But I wrote down a couple words as like kind of in order as the as the flavor of the season oh. kind of hit me. So I want to get your guys's very first kind of few words that
1: kind of encompass what you're tasting.
0: I mean, zesty is definitely right.
1: Yeah, definitely zesty, a nice just citrus pop to it. It's but it doesn't
0: linger too long. It's like a heat that goes away decently quick. So it's not like constantly hitting you with citrus.
1: Yeah, the gar. I feel maybe it's the garlic that then kind of yeah. lingers more.
0: Or the onion, one of the two. Mm-hmm. It kind of tastes like um, the onion is almost like a caramelized onion taste. Yeah. A little bit. Now that could be, you know, I cooked these on chicken breasts that I had, I marinated it, quote unquote, hit it with the the jacquard slap chop thing, then just poured a bunch of the seasoning on it and let it sit in the fridge for like an hour or so before I put them on the grill. Uh, Grilled them at 350 degrees until they were obviously 165, but I'm very happy with this.
1: So one of the things I love about this, which is gonna sound weird and everyone's gonna be shocked, It's low in salt. (laughs) You can use more of it because it's low in salt. I need to look, but I I got down a rabbit hole the other day. And I think the next time that we get these um, labels printed, we might have to change it because don't hold me to this, but we might be able to classify this as low sodium.
0: I thought low sodium just had to do with like 25% less sodium than the regular thing. Isn't that what low sodium is? I think you have to have a regular version and then a low-sodium version that just has 25% less sodium
1: than the regular. I don't know for sure. Like I said, it was a rabbit hole I got down that I'm not <laughs> totally sold on, but... The one we need to get is sugar-free. Like,
0: how how much sugar can it have before we can market it as sugar-free?
1: Well, technically, it's sugar-free because it's got zero carbs in it.
0: So we should be marketing it as sugar-free.
1: Potentially, because the... The sweetness comes from citric acid and lime juice. Uh-huh. So, I mean, there's got to be some sugar in lime juice, but it's got to be such a minimal, minimal amount. I mean, it doesn't. We're zero calories, zero carbs, right. zero protein. There's there's no significant source of nutrition in this past sodium. So, which even then, sodium is 50 milligrams. A normal serving of like a seasoning like this, would be like 150 to 200 milligrams. That's why I'm saying we might be able to classify it as low sodium, Okay, but we'll see. Um, when when you say normal, do you mean normal for you? <laughs> or like actually what's on the label? What's on the label, I believe. I looked at something else and oh, I don't I remember, I don't remember which one I looked at. It was like 180 milligrams of sodium in a serving. I'm
0: so happy with this. Um, <laughs> so Patrick, let's yeah, get I was gonna your thoughts
2: say, on the words I had written down were like super fragrant, just instantly, just something right on the tip of your tongue. Almost hits you right in the face. Uh, Zesty. I also had that written down because you just can't escape it. But that's the first thing I kind of get, the mm-hmm. initial flavor boost. And then you go, ooh, citrusy, orange. And then it finishes with kind of like this chili onion kind of thing going on there. Not too overpowering, but for There's chicken. No chili in here, but there is it a chili Kind of, yeah. That's what I was saying. I, I mean, just the color of the seasoning alone kind of lends its hand to, I mean, you you kind of go towards that I thinking anyway. As
0: it goes, like as you keep chewing, mm-hmm. you develop like a chili pepper flavor on the tip of your tongue. Well,
2: something, some heat takes over the citrus part a little bit. So I don't know. Definitely a lot of garlic and onion though, but just great flavor all around. Yeah. I don't know what, do you know what I'm talking about? Are you picking up what I'm saying? Not really. Oh, think of
0: chili, like bowl chili. <laughs> Take yeah. another bite and think of that
1: as your. I try. I mean, I did. I just took a bite and I thought about chili. Take
0: another one, the, Austin.
2: The, think the harder. Like the,
1: the problem is, like I don't make chili like the normal average person. How do you make chili? I don't know because oh, the way I've always made chili, um, I can't make anymore because everything in the past that I've ever made chili out of is discontinued by Excalibur. So technically, the last time I made chili. Um, Actually, I've done, it, I've done it a few times now, but it's still, it's just, when I think of chili, it's not my first thought. It's what I've ate, what I ate for 20 years before that. Okay. Um, but it's, last time I did like a, a mixture of ultimate chili and killer chili. Okay. Um, but normally, like I don't ever put actual chili seasoning in my chili. So that, what, okay. I, what I'd I call as a traditional mm-hmm. chili flavor isn't normally there how closely do you watch the excalibur emails um it depends on which ones i mainly mainly pay attention to something regulatory that's coming through or new products or discontinued stuff that's what's most on my list but did you see the discontinued one from <laughs> yesterday no, for some reason, I was not in on this last email, which I don't understand why, because normally I'm in on like a ton of different emails. I need to check my junk. It's probably in my junk mail.
0: Killer but, Chili's gone.
1: Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, they're just... Uh, so now my the, the, the <laughs> thing I, I, I'm trying to switch to, now I have to find something else to switch to. Thank you, Excalibur.
0: Uh, all right. So yeah, this, the Zesty Citrus Garlic Mojo Seasoning, um, that is a custom Walton's. You cannot buy that from Excalibur outside of us.
1: We can't buy it anywhere else. You can't buy it
0: anywhere outside of us. And it is freaking delicious. I've put it on a ridiculous amount of shrimp, um, chicken, pork, still haven't done beef on it yet just because I don't know how it's going to go. What I'm thinking is kebabs.
1: That would be good. Yeah. I did do a little bit on a steak and meh, it was it was okay. I mean, it it's just not good enough to replace... Mm-mm something else but if you want to just do something different it would be acceptable but i would personally i i would on steak i would do something else
0: maybe a flank steak if you were going to do like fajitas or something probably work with that um speaking of what we normally put on steaks what i you had me do the other day i'm not happy
1: you're still not happy no that's not going to work okay we'll have to talk we'll have to talk
0: um, all right, so that's the chicken portion of the show. Obviously, <laughs> now we have to talk about cereal because those two things are commonly eaten together. Um, a while ago, somehow we got talking about Magic
1: Spoon. I don't remember how. Uh, to be honest, I think it was just something to do with all the talk that we do about like alternative proteins because we've we've tried different like Beyond Beef and yep. Impossible Burger, some of those different type of plant based things, and so. I think it was just in some sort of conversation like that, got talking about Magic Spoon because it's a protein cereal. It's very interesting.
0: The macros on are, are incredible. I mean, you've got plenty of protein. You've got no sugar, um, limited to no grains. And I have to say, so we've poured a bunch of them out. We have a chocolatey one, a cookie one, like a chocolate chip cookie one, a fruity one, which is like fruity pebbles. Then we've got... peanut butter a cinnamon roll and maple maple waffle maple waffle the fragrance is out of control like as soon as you open that maple one i was like oh wow
1: yeah so i guess uh, one other thing real quick not a sponsor right
2: this is just just us we're just just checking it yeah
1: doing whatever we want the first one i opened was that maple waffle and it just like consumed the like whole room up here it just smelled nothing but maple that's all you could smell um but I've got Austin doesn't have
0: milk in his yet. Um, I've got the peanut butter one because we that's, taste tested a bunch of these. They all taste really good. I don't think any of us were in love with the fruity pebbles one or the fruit loops. Fruit loops. Yeah, because it's, be
1: it's not fruit loops. It's it's tricks. So I want to know is is yours getting soggy yet? Because you've had milk in there for like ten minutes.
0: They're beginning to get soggy, but I'm not even sure that that's necessarily a bad thing. I mean, a really nice peanut butter taste.
2: Mm. I love the, the box art is classic. I'm dip in some of these. Is that legal? <laughs> I'm mixing.
1: I'm doing chocolate with maple then. Well, the chocolate is so good. Like, I eat it and I honestly cannot believe that there is zero sugar in here. There's, yeah, wheat.
0: They might be lying.
1: What do they use as a sweetener then? Well, let's look at the uh, ingredients. <laughs> yeah, so, we better not. <laughs> at least to, to compare to cocoa pebbles. Um we've got 13 grams of protein in the magic spoon versus two grams of protein in cocoa pebbles. Zero sugars in magic spoon and twelve grams in cocoa pebbles. Now, where we catch back up on some more calories is one the, the increased protein, but then fat. How they put fat in this, nice. I don't understand. I like it. Seven grams of fat mm. in the magic spoon, one and a half grams in like cocoa pebbles. So I don't I don't understand how they do that and switch those macros around. So but it, this tastes as good or better than regular cereal. Um, so yes and no,
0: right? Like texture wise, it is a little bit off. Like Patrick said, the air. Yeah, it's more they're, Yeah,
2: They're very airy, the piece <clears throat> the pieces. It's like when you pick up a you go, oh, the snack only has how many calories? And then it's just puffed full of air. So But when you add them to
0: milk, mm. they like it densifies a oh, little bit, reactivate. so it's
2: less of a and, oh, less of a cool. concern. That's a good point. We probably would have never noticed it if we wouldn't have tasted it without milk in the first place.
0: The only cereal I would say is like far above this right now is uh, Lucky Charms, mm. and that's just because as the marshmallows. Yeah, and
2: you, you're not gonna. Oh man, are you recreate s- that? It's the worst when you're stuck with no marshmallows left and uh, your Lucky Charms, and you go, "Wait a minute, this is just alphabets." It's the exact same They're cereal. Terrible. It's alphabet. They're terrible. It's just in there, and there's nothing to spell.
1: When
0: I was a kid, I used to eat all of the grain pieces first, so I could have nothing but. Oh, that'd be overkill. Damn.
1: Oh, doesn't every kid do that?
0: I thought every kid ate the marshmallow first, and no,
1: you know, I always ate the, no, the. the regular cereal first because yeah, then you end with like the nucleus. Like yeah. all of the gold
2: and perfect. Cool. Well, how do you guys do uh, like you're at dinner? A buddy of mine, he'd always eat his side first and then his entree. He'd always just take home with him.
0: Huh? Yeah. Sides only get eaten if I'm <laughs> either really hungry or they're really good.
1: That's not a bad idea, though, because sides are typically best like fresh. Yeah. You reheat a side like you get a burger and French fries. Mm-hmm. You reheat fries. They taste like crap. You can reheat a burger and a burger is still mm-hmm. going to taste good. Yeah. Depends on the bread action.
0: Yeah, but. definitely not a burger. No, not even remotely close to as good reheated as fries. I would rather eat cold fries. Those are both no, fr- I would hundred percent rather eat not no. reheated, not reheated. You're just saying, cold. cold fries. No, dude, cold fries are not bad. What is? They're well, disgusting. We're both
2: comparing things that are very hard to reheat. I think. I mean, one on one hand, you have to get you know do the bun separate and or just throw it out, and mm-hmm. then you can never reactivate fries unless maybe the air fryer scenario. But I've tried that. Oh, he's tried that. That's why I eat them cold.
0: <laughs> My wife always brings home fries and I always eat them because, A, she doesn't like them after they've been cold and, B, they don't fit. Her. You know, it's
2: the best fries, by the way. And I'll go on record saying this now because I had a great weekend with them. But um, A and W, never their name never gets mentioned in the fry game, hmm. but crispy, perfect size, well, nice amount I'm of salt. I, I Oh, I know. I know. Right, there's only like 100 of them, maybe. Oh, I didn't know that, but. Right? Well then they're crushing it then. I don't know. <laughs> all right, but the real test is how is the milk? <laughs> this is two percent, by the way.
0: Milk is good, but it's not as good as if it was like Lucky Charms or cinnamon toast crunch.
1: Because there's probably just not there's not the sugar in it to I, get soaked into the milk yep. that yeah, it's just candy when you're done.
0: Yep. But still, all around, again, not a sponsor, but Magic Spoon, that that's good
2: it's amazing how does a it fan. how does it come like shipped you said you, you got six boxes it just came in one nice big box and yeah is it like a monthly uh, subscription thing or
1: you can I, I mean i didn't do that i just needed just grabbed <laughs> a few stuff yeah. for one podcast but uh they had like you could like mix and match like you can buy them individually but i mean to be honest why why buy one um you could do three or like six in a box. They have like 12 flavors. So I was like, yeah, we'll do six and try like half of the flavors. But
0: The food has been so good so far. The only thing that could ruin this is if you pulled out mashed potatoes somewhere, which (laughs) I
1: know you haven't had time. I haven't had time. So
2: (laughs) I win. Oh, great.
1: Absolutely great.
2: All right. Podcast over. We're full. So
1: So I guess final question is, Well, actually, let me look and see how much this actually costs per box first. Um,
0: Oh, no, I'm 100% buying some for my wife, if nothing else.
1: Okay, so this is something you would actually buy and pay for? What do you think her favorite
2: flavor would be of the six that we have up there?
0: I don't know. She's pretty boring. Probably the (laughs) the peanut butter.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. Boring? Peanut butter is like the best flavor. It was good. It was good.
0: But it wouldn't be like, you know, like... The cinnamon swirl or these chocolate chip ones.
2: She would go with something fairly basic. I love it, like it, a simple thing is like, what's your wife's favorite cereal term? Okay, to like wait, wait, hold on a second. Insult? <laughs> She's so basic and boring is what you said. How much would I pay per box before you tell me
0: the total? Oh, man. They're small. But for what but they're it healthy, is. Yeah. right?
2: They're healthy. It's a good snack to have in the house.
0: I'd pay $5 a box.
2: They're probably six something a box. Go higher. I eight something. Pay six dollars a box.
1: I'm done with you, Patrick. Go higher. Eleven fifty. Nope. Nine dollars a box. Ooh. Uh, yeah. No,
2: I wouldn't pay nine dollars a box. Now, for it. how many portions do you get per box? As it says to them, like what's
1: says five. Oh Jesus. So you're dollar twenty five every serving. Which let's be Doesn't honest, who sound. eats one serving? Yeah. You're gonna eat two or yeah. three. There's no way. So you're going to eat half a box, four fifty for breakfast, uh, $5, maybe five and a half when you count your milk in there. That This unintentionally turned
0: into <laughs> like the perfect example of why American food is so unhealthy. Because making it like this, I'm sure they're not price gouging. I'm sure it just costs this much.
1: Oh, no, 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 no. To they're, make this. I, I, I bet they have a 85% profit margin. I bet it's insanely ridiculous. I bet I bet their total input costs is probably like 70 cents a box. Marketing? I mean, I see this everywhere. Incredibly
0: expensive.
2: It's just yeah, you're you're shipping. Oh, you know what I mean. I they have all see? the same concerns we do. You know, what I do see with it there's a, they're a, a padding their price a little bit because then people that promote it, they give like a 10 to 15% off coupon code almost every time you look up this kind of cereal. So I wonder if that has something okay. to do with their just um waiting about it. I <laughs> love how he said I'm done with you. Like you're going too small. <laughs> oh, yeah, hold on. Wait a minute. Yeah. I was hoping
0: I'd find a point that I'd be willing to pay. But well, okay,
2: $1.25 a serving for a healthy I mean, it's not too far off compared to like well, all right, for but you got to consider taste though too cuz like we've all seen the $9 bottle cere- or bottle box of cereal that's like really super awesome and good for you and stuff like but it's like chewing on sandpaper right, you got to add stuff to mm-hmm. it and then you're pouring normal milk on it anyways and it's like what a disgrace to the cereal gods right so i think this might be a, a nice alternative to that so for pouring normal milk on it oh well, you i mean you're use? getting well exactly i don't know i'm no, a two okay. percent guy dude i, yeah, buy, the, I buy the i buy the big bag of fake fruit loops this isn't cereal for me <laughs> i don't even know how to say some of the words on the box <laughs>
0: Interesting though,
1: um, all I know is that our seasoning is cheaper than the cereal. So if you have to choose, buy, buy the, the buy the Mojo seasoning first,
0: <laughs> and then just have chicken for breakfast. It's healthier, anyways.
1: To be honest, I'm I'm not as much of a breakfast person, anyways. I'd rather eat chicken. I eat chicken kind of for breakfast. I eat it at like four in the morning. Um, woke up was giving like oh, past, oh, yeah. past fire back to my daughter, trying to get her to go back to sleep. And we had chicken last night. So open up the fridge, <laughs> eat some chicken.
0: This is going to be my replacement for my um, chicken burritos that I make all the time. I'm going to have a bunch of this on hand and I'll just chop that up, put even more of the seasoning on it, throw it in a burrito with some cheese. And so what I do is get my cast iron pan real hot, spray some uh, spray butter or oil, whatever's right there cut this up. It's already pre-cooked. Lay it down for like a minute and a half each side. Then I take it all out, put it on the tortilla, put the tortilla in there with the cheese. So the cheese gets all nice and melty. And this is on top of it. And for whatever reason, if I have that for dinner, I don't need to snack as much. Like There's a completeness there, (laughs) even though there's no vegetables in it (laughs) whatsoever. There's some vegetables in the seasoning. Yeah. Garlic and onion. Garlic and onion. onion.
1: Just fruit with the lime, lime juice, Nata,
0: vegetable. Ah, spice extractives. That's got to be a vegetable of some sort. <laughs> extractives. <laughs> it's a hard word to say. Extr-
1: now I can't say it because you said extratives. it
0: wrong. <laughs> It's not extract extratives.
1: extractives. S- spice extractives. Spice extractives. I don't. Now I'm questioning everything in life because <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> make <laughs> sense. I it's I'm extractives. Not even, I'm not even gonna try and say it. I don't know. I can't make my, my watch stop beeping, so if you hear that... I've been like, hitting this
0: like every five <laughs> minutes, so I think we're all right. All right. Do we have anything else to talk about before we go on to meat matters?
1: Nope. Let's hop in. So, well, I don't I, know... It d- d- depends. What are your notes up here? Why is Andrew in here? Are we talking about that?
0: Nope.
1: Nope. Oh, okay. That'll be for
0: a future one. Uh, I'm going to... For the next couple of podcasts, I'll have different proteins for us to try this oh, on. okay. And then we'll rank them all. Chicken, way higher than what I thought. I do have to say when I don't care how long something sits on a grill, I cook it way better.
2: Ooh, like you don't care about, you don't care about nailing the temp, so to speak? No, I care
0: care about nailing the temp. I don't care about the time. So like this was 350 and I put it on like 50 minutes. It was on there for, went back there like 40 minutes in, lowered it to 300, Mm -hmm. just like whatever.
2: Came Whatever. back out it was one sixty five. Oh, I just, pulled it off. You accidentally made. Great
0: <laughs> yeah, but no, chicken. I'm just saying like when I'm cooking for myself for dinner, I'm like, come on, all right, I'll turn it up to three seventy
2: five. You super impatient. So,
0: yeah, makes a difference.
2: Well, when you go to sleep that early, you got to get your dinner in. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so. Uh, Last
0: week, we talked about a a new plant that's coming up in, I think it was South Dakota. This week, we're going to go to Belleville, Kansas with Bobo's Meats. Uh, They plan to be open in about six months. They have Bobo'sMeats.com up and running right now. Um, They're going to be doing both retail and custom. Uh, The custom is going to be the main part for the opening. Uh, It says, custom meat cutting process is the larger the two services we offer, custom processing and the cutting of beef pork or venison so they will do your deer will have to be brought to the location from the producer plans and pricing will be made throughout the process and pending on the cut sheet prices may vary retail is something that we hope to have full scale here very soon retail products are federally inspected and available to any customer more details about products and pricing will be available shortly um so we've actually had these guys in the building um I was researching them they seemed like really good guys when they were here uh, i assume that they're going to do well and uh it's uh kirk carter introduced me to them it's luke and mark Ho or hubert or herbert no hubert however you say that sorry about that guys um also seems they know what they don't know because they list themselves as butchers but they're bringing in a head butcher um a bill lahodney and then some other assistance as well. So it seems like a pretty smart operation. We wish you guys the best of luck. So that's in Belleville, Kansas, Bobo's Meats.
1: It is almost to Nebraska. I wasn't exactly sure where it was. There it was. Up on the map, yeah. You know? yeah. Just straight up, straight up 135, just, I don't know, 20 miles from the border.
0: That is fairly close. But that's also good deer land. So they'll do well in deer season for sure. Yep. Doesn't take much. For people to get the word out that you process a good deer, once that happens, I mean, look at—we've got some local guys who, two brothers who run two different plants, and they, all hunting season long, are just like unbelievably slammed because everybody likes taking it to them. All right, uh, first one is from the Minnesota Farm or Farmers Union releases the meat processing report. I thought there were a couple cool things in this. Um, Authors of the report called the following recommendation, starting a one-year apprenticeship for workers to get hands-on training in slaughter and meat processing, creating a pool of funds for processors to access for trainee relocation packages and retention bonuses and developing business transition training materials and resources. So the one thing, or one of the things I really liked in there was relocation and retention bonuses. Um, We talked about months and months and months ago, Uh, a lot of these processors need to understand that their competitor for employees is no longer the guy down the road. It's Amazon. It's, you know, there are Amazon warehouses everywhere. People make decent money. I've heard horror stories about working there, but people make decent pay there. Um, So that's who you're competing with for some of these higher skilled individuals and things like retention bonuses or relocation packages really will help out. Uh, It also says local meat processors have been disappearing from rural Minnesota. Sustaining these businesses and encouraging them to source locally is vital for livestock farmers to access the more profitable direct sales market. I talked about this when your father and Kurt were on. Um, This is a skill that can disappear. Nobody seems concerned about it. So I'm probably just panicking for no reason, but this is the type of thing that you can only learn so much from watching somebody else do it on YouTube, other than watching us, obviously. You can learn everything (laughs) you need to know about sausage making from watching us, but like to butcher an entire cow, that takes a lot of experience.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, even with what like you and I know, if, if somebody uh, just, dropped us off in the middle of a facility and they were in the middle of harvesting beef. I would crap my pants. I would oh, and they know wanted like, us to help. Yeah, I wanted you oh, and I no like Lord. dropped us in there, everybody leaves, you and I have to go through and do it. I I mean we could probably work our way through some of it, but it would be hard. It's one of those it wouldn't things It would be pretty either. Even even if you you know what you're doing until you actually do it all from A to Z. A bunch. It's it's a learning process. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the one thing I would like to do though is the splitting saw. I get to run that if we're
1: doing that. No, yes. you, you can no longer be an employee of Walton's if you're running the piece of equipment like that, because you would destroy our, <laughs> our work comp that claims you would end up in the hospital with like, you would sever like your, your torso. I'd sign you that You would just we'll, cut your whole body in half. I'd sign that little thing first. The <laughs> I'm not going to the hospital thing. I will, yeah, I'll have the, I refuse medical treatment waiver Which on I hand will. ready to Which go. Which
0: I will. Stitch myself back together. Uh, Another interesting article uh, was from the Missouri Mainstay. Um, It's about Davis meat processing. uh, And I'm sorry, the article is Missouri Mainstay. It's from Meat and Poultry. Uh, It's about Davis meat processing. And they've been a good customer of ours for a a really long time. So reading the article, it was cool to see um, how long they've been around and that small processors and small businesses still can have a lot of success in today's environment especially in our market i mean we are technically a small business i mean not technically we are a small business we have under 100 employees um and obviously we're owned by a single family so it's cool to see other people doing the same thing i, I at least think we have a tendency to look at amazon look at walmart look at whatever and say well i'll never be that big so you know what not why, try, but like let's lower our expectations here. Here's a a company that didn't really take that approach. Um, so they went under state inspection more than fifteen years ago and in 2020 began operating under federal meat inspection. today, twenty two accounts have Davis private or private label their finished meat for sale at farmers markets and other retail areas. So what that is is twenty two different companies bring their meat to Davis meats ask them to make snack sticks, jerky, whatever it is, and slap that company's label on it. On that label, there'll be this little round tag. And on that tag is Davis's inspection number so that you know people can trace it back to them if they need to for any reason. But that's 22 other companies that trust Davis Meads enough to make their product for them. Uh, the, the demand for Davis Custom Services has the company booked for processing custom livestock for a year out. That's not something that used to be that common. Um, During COVID, it obviously got a lot more common for people to be booked way out. I don't think the numbers are quite as excessive as they were there for a while, but places are still fairly booked out. Um, Joe, who's 66, estimates that about 90% of the hogs they processed are designated for sale under the producer's private label. So obviously that's a huge portion of their business.
1: It's kind of cool, but at the same time... uh Like sometimes I look at it and I'm like, dang, like they don't get their name actually on that product then. But uh, I ran across something the other day. I don't even remember. I can't remember where it was. I saw a meat product and I'm like, it's cool, but that they're definitely not making that. right? And I was like, I bet I know who it is. Look up, look, I do it all get the, time. the inspection bug, yep. look up to yeah the facility. And I'm like, yep, that's made by one of our
0: customers. Yep. I do it all. Anytime I see a snack stick that I'm not like familiar with, I use that tool to look up the state inspection yep. or federal inspection. Mm-hmm. So your dad showed me that tool a while ago. Um, then we've got one from Pet Food Processing. that uh, says the NARA testifies before U.S. House on sustainability. So the NARA is National... Um, uh, rendering association don't worry about that middle a not too clear on it right now um but it's it, it's the rendering association basically um
1: of north, course north american renderers association that
0: makes more sense what did i say national to yeah. start with yeah so uh i wasn't that close you're it just,
2: you're summing it up quick right i was guessing national north america you're way better. i think yours is better
0: yeah they, you guys should change and make <laughs> this second one that uh <laughs> Just to keep some guessing in there. But of course, rendering makes things more sustainable. I mean, I like that they're talking about this, but do we really have to have a house hearing on this? Like, oh, we could either throw all of this stuff that people don't want to eat from the animal out or render it. Which one sounds better? Let's render it. Yes. Let's do something with it. Unbelievably obvious, but... Uh, it's a good thing that they
1: are actually doing it. I will say the picture on this news story very much looks like they've got our lug liners in there. Okay. Might be wrong, but I want to say that we could have been the first ones to introduce... To go blue? ...lug liners. Yeah. To introduce lug liners at all? I don't know. I I don't ever remember seeing them in the industry before. You would know better Before we started offering them you would know better because that was something that we had to custom do but really now i don't know we were the first ones to do a camo meat bag and now look yeah everyone else has camo meat bags it was the the first year that we did it um we took them to amp and the american association of meat processors and everyone was like this is awesome i mean there's nothing we can do to like patent trademark anything so the next year everyone had custom custom camo meat bags that everybody has a different pattern right but yeah yeah, that was something that's disappointing uh, brett and kurt along with dave at flexible uh, came up with they all worked out and yeah got camo meat bags and then everybody else came out with it but that was yeah a walton's first so we need to
0: basically come up with our own thing to be as good or better than them okay start thinking about that. Uh, But from the article, it says, uh, the Climate Smart from Farm to Fork Building an Affordable and Resilient Food Supply Chain Hearing. (sighs) Why do they have to name them things like that? It's it's a ridiculous title. Uh, But it covered many, many rendering topics, including the role agriculture has to play in creating a climate change solution. Kent Swisher, president and chief executive of NARA, revealed that rendering is in a, an essential pathway in creating sustainable food systems. Yep. I mean, the more of the animal you use, the more sustainable it will be. According to the NAR- NARA, Renderers recycle significant volumes, more than 56 billion pounds of meat and bone from farming, meat processing, supermarkets, meat lockers, and restaurants to create sustainable food byproducts. Rendering prevents the disposal of unconsumed foods, reducing food waste and greenhouse gas emissions. Um, A lot of this goes back into pet food, too. So, Mm -hmm. ever wondered why some pet foods are so much cheaper than others? That's probably... The amount of rendered product that they have in it
1: yeah i'd still rather feed that uh to my dog than something that has other fillers and stuff in it um i always try to choose something higher on the protein side yep,
0: yep. But, i can't feed uh, my big dog chicken terrible diarrhea Feed really? any chicken yeah my wife gives him chicken because she's <laughs> she hates me um <laughs> Rendering recycles and reuses material to create nutritious pet food, animal and agricultural feed, biodiesel, and countless other useful products. North Americans consider about 50% of an animal to be inedible. <laughs> that is amazing. By rendering inedible meat as well as fat, feathers, bone, and other animal parts, renderers recycle about 99% of unwanted meat, preventing it from reaching landfills. Okay. So that's obviously talking about the awful, like, you know, the stomach, the stuff that you're just definitely not going to eat. Bones, my grandmother used to love beef bones. She'd make stock from them constantly. Um, Chicken bones, all of that. That's got to be included in that 50%, right?
1: Yeah, I would think so.
0: Now, what about like the specialty meat? Like, I want the pig jowl. How much of that is actually getting pulled aside? What? percentage of that is going to the rendering plant
1: i wonder i don't know because in my mind that's inedible (laughs) i don't want to eat it Uh, you've eaten that i have yeah if i had a choice of what i'm going to eat tonight for dinner it's not that not going to be on the menu fair point but i don't know it's one of i guess it's one of those things that if i had to eat it like if that was the food that was available i would eat it beaver tail Basically. uh no not beaver <laughs> not, not beaver tail that you one, would die that one doesn't make the list you Would rather die yes i would rather die fair point
0: fair point um article from uh the arc times says tyson foods asks supreme court to save them from liability for workers COVID deaths <laughs> we talked about this like two years ago congress when they told them they had to reopen oh yeah. said we will you will not be held liable and now are basically throwing them to the wolves. Now, I'm not a big defender of Tyson or any of
1: them, but on this, like, yeah, the, the government said came they in were and good. They mandated like you are a critical service, you will be open. So yeah, you better. Hopefully, they yeah get somebody to help them out because that should yeah be something the government probably covers their backside on.
0: Yeah, with this. Other lawsuits that are going on with Tyson and other food processors now. It almost makes me wonder if this isn't like a carrot and stick thing. Like they're using this as like a little jab to get them to do what they want. Maybe. Like, hey, release this information on this, you know, whatever, or we're gonna let this go forward. I don't know. I don't but know. very rarely will you hear us defend Tyson, but we will there. Um, COVID-19 and the rise of the artisanal butcheries from food safety news. Um, My only big thing on this is we called this and I want some credit for it. (laughs) We called that people were going to become more uh, willing to pay more money for artisanal services once they went to like a real butcher for the first time. They're like, oh, this is way better than like when I'm eating my own ribeye steak, like it's just for me. Dylan's, whatever. When I have people come to town, I go to Yoder's, I go to Walnut Valley. Like I go somewhere where I'm, the steak is gonna make them go, oh my God. Like a lot of that, most of, is my cooking. A decent portion of it is the seasoning I use. But you can't change the steak. Like if you, you're you buying a lower quality steak to begin with, you, your ceiling is so much lower. Yeah. If you're buying a really high quality cut of steak, your ceiling, I mean, It's almost more, it's definitely more pressure at that point because you can, you know, if you're painting finger painting, who cares if you're trying to copy a Monet, it's like, "Ah, I could mess this up. So whatever.
1: Yeah. I think like, I mean, the, the industry that we're in, the part of it that we're in is such a niche area. Cause I mean, so the, the, what, the big four control 85% of the market. Mm-hmm. We do little with the big four. We sell oddball stuff at times. Is it 85 or 80? I thought it was 80. 80. 80, 85, whatever. It's 80. Okay. It's, okay. I mean, it's 5% it, when you get of to that point, you're talking about a multi-billion dollar industry. Yeah. So, it's, so okay. our main market is 20% of the total mm-hmm. market, um, but we're, we have a very good viewpoint on that 20%. We see things that most of the time when people cover the meat industry from like a, a larger news perspective, the media overall, national news, they look at the big four sure. because that's 80% of the market. That's what matters to them. But we like look at it from the 20% side. That's that's our main viewpoint. So I think we see some stuff that happens and is going on before other people do just because we're here. We're on the inside.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. Um, another interesting portion of that is we have somebody who work he's working here whose daughter was really concerned about like the whole factory farming thing. And I asked her, I'm like, well, where do you get your meat from? She told me, I'm like, do you go to McDonald's? Do you go fast food, whatever. And she's like, no, never. I'm like, well, your daughter's not involved in factory farming. You can tell her she's fine. Like you're getting your meat from good places and you're not eating fast food or out at restaurants all the time. I'm like, tell her that she has opted out of that. Uh also we should talk about uh we were supposed to have a guest today. Uh, it was supposed to be a remote guest uh remote guest from Kingsbury Associates. Um they're the ones opening the 8,000 head of beef cattle a day up in South Dakota. Um we rescheduled that. That should now be August 31st. We are also going to have the CEO and the COO on so it'll be all three of them. We can get a little bit more information from that.
1: Yeah. I'm really excited for that. That is going to be an amazing interview. And uh, I was kind of nervous when you were talking about n- the need to reschedule, and I'm like, oh, they they just decided that they don't want to do or be a part of something, and then they're like, hey, if what if what this. if we have our CEO CEO and COO on as well? I was like, yeah, let's yeah, that'd be awesome. And I'm like, I'm on board for rescheduling now. All right. So then next from uh,
0: K M A Land. Mm, it's Cut that out too, Patrick. Next article is about Nebraska's smaller meat lockers, uh, challenge to ramp up capacity. There's a $10 million available in grants through the American Rescue Plan Act for Nebraskans. Uh, The grants are available to hire and train staff, modify or expand facilities, purchase equipment, and upgrade technology to improve logistics and e-commerce. So if you are in Nebraska and you're looking to do any of those things, there is some grant money still available for you. And then call your Walton salesman and we will gladly go ahead and get you whatever equipment you need. Um, all right. The la- Do you have anything else you want to talk about first? Because this is, I'm sorry, we're going to end on a bit of a, a downer.
1: Oh, no, I'm good with going to what's next. All right.
0: So the next one, the article is from NPR News. Um, says, Cisco accuses four largest beef producers of price fixing. We talked about this very high level a couple of weeks ago. Um, but before we talked about it at all, I wanted a chance to do some reading, do some actual looking into it, uh, beyond just reading that one article. So I went through and did some research. Um, what it really comes down to is Cisco is saying that they, the big four conspired to suppress the number of cattle that were going to slaughter. I found that to be a really interesting, like almost accusation, like, okay, they're suppressing the number of cattle, but are they really doing that to, um, to suppress prices? But they do claim at least to have an insider source who says that they are willing to on record, like in front of, uh, Congress come out and say, yep, they are doing this intentionally. So that's going to be a really weird thing. Um, Cattle slaughter was up very slightly from 2017 to 2019. So from if you see that chart over on, from 2017 to 2019, it climbed up really, really kind of slightly. Um, But if you look back from 2000 to 2004, and then look at what it is now, and then realize that all of those over on the left are numbers in millions.
1: Some of it though, you need to look at what the average weight is i did you did okay um so 2000 2001
0: 2003 all great numbers then 2004 well what happened in 2004 in december of 2003 that's when the first confirmed case of mad cow disease was found in the united states oh that was 2003 2003. now look what happens over the next three years Slaughter rate goes down dramatically, and we all remember, I don't know if we all do, but most people remember how bad beef prices were 2004, 2005, 2006, even 2007. Those were like record beef price uh, amounts, whatever, cost per pound, cost per hundred weight, all that was through the roof. Also, at that time, there was a drought. So weights were going down on the animals being brought to slaughter it's the same thing that's happening right now yeah so we've got according to cisco who is i think the largest supplier of restaurant oh yeah right Uh so according to them we have the big four conspiring to send less to slaughter and we have weights going down buckle up the next three years, <laughs> if you want beef, you're gonna have to go out and talk to a farmer directly because the prices are gonna be absolutely out of control. Do you want to split a beef? Maybe I don't want to share it.
1: We each you. Oh, you can't eat a whole beef.
0: I could. What What are you talking about? You getting a whole beef? I could eat a
1: whole beef in a year. No, hundred percent. Uh huh. Hundred percent. Okay, John, just so you know, when you, when you order a whole beef, you don't get to say, I want all of oh, it in ribeyes. Thank you. I'm aware of that. <laughs> what do you think I wouldn't eat? I don't know, but 50% of... Uh, uh, ground. Well, no, 50% of uh, what is slaughtered America deems inedible. So whatever you're thinking you have to eat, you have to eat 50% more because you have to eat the inedible portion. No, oh, no, no, no. That's not how... They, yeah. You don't get that when you order... A- okay, fine. It's still like normal stuff getting just yeah a normal normal selection of meat a whole a whole beef in a year for you i don't think you could do it
0: i feel like this is an interesting enough challenge that walton should buy me a half a whole half no a whole wait are we talking a whole half or a whole a whole a whole yeah that's fine just double my beef eating that's not a problem for me how how much how much do you eat a day in beef uh huh i mean can I do it by week? Sure. At least eight to 10 pounds of beef a week. Oh, yeah. Wow. I would have to <laughs> drastically up that. Yeah, I would have to go way up.
1: So I I don't know these numbers. I just Googling it and sure. looking at the first few things. Right. I'm going to say a whole beef is going to get you about 600 pounds of meat this, this yeah. their side I'm on, they've, they've got a breakdown of what, what they would split out for a half a beef and it's three, 301 pound, 301 and a half pounds 5 So 600, so you'd have to eat like a pound, pound and a half a day. So 10, you'd be over 10, 11, 12. I'd be at 11
0: and a half pounds a week. That's not that much more than I normally eat.
1: Yeah. But that means you're going to, and if I have a
0: grinder and if I just don't want to eat something and grind it and mix it in with whatever else I'm eating, I could,
1: how much, does it have? how much is a whole beef? Does it have a price there? Oh, no, but I'm going to say your average $2,000? price overall, maybe eight eight bucks pound, nine bucks pound.
0: I wonder if I can convince my wife that that's a good investment. 8 uh, does think so.
1: Under $5,000. I say that like it's yeah, like it's nothing. Get another. I don't know. Well, we don't have to about my truck. We could do. We could. We could do. We could do it as like a quarter. Yeah, and then you have you have three months to eat
0: it. That just makes it easier then, because then all I have to do is concentrate on eating more for that quarter.
1: I mean, at the end of it, you just have to like be honest and say, can I realistically keep this up? For I always three more quarters? think
0: I can. <laughs> I, whether I can or not. I always think I can. Confidence is not something I lack, especially when it's unearned confidence.
1: Oh, you know, okay, here. This will make you, this changes it. Uh they were talking hanging weight. all these are hanging weights. Oh. So 60, 70% of that. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I could do it. So you could probably do that. I could do it. Okay. I still think you should buy a whole beef and prove us prove. I to still us you think can do Walton it. should buy me a whole beef to see if I can. You you find a way to make it marketable, to monetize it. Yeah.
0: Okay. Just set up a live stream camera in my kitchen, and I have to show every time I eat beef. <laughs> I, I sit down there sweating. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. You just have to remember that whatever you spend on it, like you have to like make a multiple back in back sales in. on that. ROI. So as long as you can somehow do that, yeah, you Don't can you can fit that in your budget. You have <laughs> you have so many dollars in your budget. <laughs> this is our advertising budget.
0: Um, But no, we are going to start using that up fairly significantly as we get to busy season here. So I don't think there's $5,000 just sitting in it. All right. You got anything else?
1: I keep eating a bite of cereal. You saw me. Every time you
0: would talk for more than like seven
1: words. (laughs) I was worried about getting soggy. It's so much better than regular cereal that's soggy. Right. Because it like gets denser. like.
0: Regular cereal cereal just dry is better, like, Mm texture-wise. That is better
1: when it gets wet. Like, there's so much air in there. But when you put it in milk, it just... The way the consistency of it changes is just weird, but I really like it. I wonder if that's the fat somehow. Oh. Right? Maybe, yeah. Gotta be. I don't know. I'm a big fan. We had great food choices for today,
0: so... We did. So, we'll end it on that. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe. Nope, this is the podcast, not a video. Um, Remember to leave a review. (laughs) You screwed up the intro and the outro. outro. We don't know that I screwed up the intro yet. We assume. We assume. Um, If you've made it this long, go to waltons.com. Use coupon code FREE2OUNCE. So FREE, the number 2, OZ. And get a free 2-ounce injector with the purchase of any... It is dry rub ma- or dry marinades or injection marinades. We'll see you guys next time.
1: Thanks, guys.
2: Thanks for checking out the Gistics podcast. To shop everything but the meat, head on over to waltonsinc.com. And to get your meat processing questions answered by experts and enthusiasts alike, head on over to our online community at meatgistics.com. Walton's, everything but the meat.